Well, good morning. I'm Bishop Robert. Come on in and have a seat in my study. Let's you and I spend a few minutes together and consider a verse of Scripture. My hope is that it speaks to your heart, your mind, and your soul. And I hope you'll be back often. Welcome. If you search for stories of inseparable friends on the internet, much of what you'll find popping up first are tales of people and a devoted pet, or even accounts of two very different pets who shared a special bond. Sprinkled in amongst these are the occasional story of two people who were the closest of friends from a young age, but as you read on, it becomes evident the accounts are fictional. I mean, some are real stories in the mix, but but they're few and far between. Until you search for stories of inseparable spouses dying within weeks of each other. Then you get page after page listing accounts of long-married couples who obviously died of broken hearts. It's not uncommon to hear of one spouse passing away within a couple months of their soulmate, or even just a few weeks. I've actually found one story of a Derry, New Hampshire couple who had been married for 44 years that succumbed to COVID within seconds of one another, holding hands in the intensive care unit of the Parkland Medical Center. Now, my devotionals are never meant to be a commentary on the latest news stories of the day. Today, the battle for Kiev rages in the Ukraine. Countries are removing many COVID-related restrictions. Chinese military aircraft are routinely entering Taiwan's defense zone. And there's no shortage of other news stories reporting on pain, suffering, loss, and conflict. Uh, the actors may change, but the gist of the stories does not. You've probably heard it said that some things never change. While that's certainly true, the good news is that not all those things are negative. The best news is that we have a source of strength available to us as we face the massive challenges of life. The best news is found in today's verse. Nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God. The Holy Spirit didn't inspire the Apostle Paul to write these verses while Paul was leading some sort of charmed and protected life, free from all conflict and pain. The Church of Jesus Christ lived through its earliest years under the oppressive and violent thumb of Roman dictators, harsh puppet kings, heavy-handed religious leaders, and troublesome groups of Jews who regularly rioted against them. Paul himself spent multiple years in Roman prisons, and many of his epistles were penned in the dark of a dungeon. This morning, I read a letter that one of the pastors of the underground church in China had recently written to her 18-year-old son. Like Paul, her letter was written from prison. She served two years of a 10-year sentence for having the gall to preach the gospel without authorization from the government. Hence, undermining the security of the state. <laughs> In China, pretty much every accusation raised against Christians ends with the phrase, 
hence undermining the security of the state. <laughs> Some things never change. In her letter, this woman writes to encourage her son that God is faithfully caring for her, ministering grace to her heart. She encourages her son to press in close to Christ and remain determined to walk faithfully with him. She speaks about the peace that Jesus has given her, even remarking that she only had trouble sleeping one night while she's been in the Chinese jail. Looking to the future, she reminds her son to keep up his practice of writing in his diary, especially noting key events and accomplishments so they can read them together when she's finally released. She closes her letter by directing him to focus on the daily grace and provision of God because his faithfulness is unwavering. Some things never change. Nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God. This world is living under the curse of sin, and we see evidence of it every day. Wars, rumors of more wars, hunger, disease, illness of every sort, pain, lack, and loss. It's frustrating. Even creation itself is frustrated. <laughs> in fact, creation is waiting in eager expectation for the children of God to be revealed. They're revealed by the determined way in which they walk out their faith, following him who's called them. Even creation itself is waiting to be liberated from its current bondage and brought into the freedom and glory of the children of God. The illustration Paul gives is that of childbirth. He says the whole creation has been groaning as in the pains of childbirth, even right up to the present time. <laughs> Have you seen a child being born? It's not usually an experience that would be described as quiet and peaceful. I've never heard my wife yell as loud as she did when she was giving birth. As the actual time of birth approaches, the birth pains become stronger, significantly more intense and painful, and they come much more frequently. The entire process ends up, quite literally, in a bloody mess. And... By the way, a note to my UK listeners, I'm being medically accurate here, not using foul language. In spite of the intense pain, the exhausting work, and the blood, it also produces life. And that, of course, is actually the main outcome. Mothers facing childbirth are often encouraged to look past the pain of the process, which is actually quite short-lived, to the joy of having a new child in the family. No one's saying the pain isn't real. They're saying it's temporary. It's just a, a necessary part of the process. And knowing that truth makes it easier to get through the point of pain. As excruciatingly painful as our present sufferings are, there is a crucial truth to hold on to by faith. They're not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. 
just like a mother in labor, knows that the pain will produce life. We know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, those who've been called according to his purpose. Labor pains are not an accident. They're a necessary part of the process. The pains that we face in life are also necessary and temporary, part of the process, the process of becoming everything God intends us to be. God has predestined his chosen ones to be conformed to the image of his Son. Since he knows all things, he knows who will choose to respond to his offer of eternal life. So those he predestined, he also called, inviting them to accept the great exchange, our sin for his righteousness. And those he called, he also justified when they accepted his offer. Now, justified is a legal term, a pronouncement that one is not guilty. And those he justified, he also glorified. Would you note that God sees our glorification in the past tense? (laughs) He who knows the end from the beginning sees the outcome of his call and our faithful response. The afflictions we face, every pain and evil I've mentioned, and many, many more I've not, these are light and momentary by comparison. They're preparing us for an eternal weight of glory that is beyond all comparison. We are being conformed to the image of his Son. So what then shall we say? In response to these words of truth God has given us, if God is for us, can anyone be against us? Can any weapon raised in our face actually have the final victory? Who can possibly separate us from the love of Christ? Can trouble or or hardship or persecution, famine, nakedness, danger, or, or some deadly weapon get the upper hand? Even if we face death all day long and well into the night, (laughs) the answer is no. No. A A loud and resounding no. A no that is shouted from the mountaintops at the top of our lungs. No matter what the enemy throws against us in those very things, we win. In fact, we more than win. We're more than conquerors through him who loved us. Paul was convinced that neither life nor death, angels or demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nothing in all creation would ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. I consider the sufferings of this present time aren't even worth comparing to the glory that's to be revealed in us. Jesus told his disciples, I've said these things to you that in me you may have peace. In the world, you will have tribulation, 
but take heart. I've overcome the world. <laughs> the peace of Christ is the key to staying strong. As the old Christian chorus says, the world didn't give it to me, and the world can't take it away. We win. We have his peace as we go through the process of being conformed to his image. And we have his peace because we also have his promise. Nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God. Yeah, some things never change. Hey, thanks for joining me today on Mornings with Bishop Robert. I hope you're enjoying spending a few minutes together as we share conversations that illustrate insights and truth from God's Word. Would you consider sharing these conversations with your family and friends? They'll be glad you did. On our website, ceec.church, today's devotional is available to be read in 17 languages. Just click Choose your language down at the bottom and have at it. And if you've got a prayer need, just send me an email. You can reach me at robert at bishoprobert.com. Now, until we get together again, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May he turn his countenance towards you and give you his peace. And may the blessing of Almighty God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit come upon you and remain with you. Amen. <laughs>